friend who plays his friend. He's just is what he is. The technique is all good. Boy, it's the real McCoy. Just to hear me say it, I'll reiterate. Love that boy. have you here all right it's a thursday night making our way around making our way around the week and we're almost done i have a nice i have a nice little thing nice little conversation that's gonna be lined up for you tonight bringing on a guy who is at the helm of a company that endeavors to i don't know correct to correct an issue that we always talk about and we always wonder what are the best ways to go about uh, making the impact, uh, lessening the impact on our lives, and that is electromagnetic fields, frequencies, EMFs. So tonight we're going to be talking with a man named Corey Hillis, who the first time I saw him, and all this started coming together for me just within the last couple of days because about a few weeks ago I was given uh, a couple of audience members were like hey you know you should check this guy out because since you talk about EMF so much so I, I took a look at him and what he does and then I realized just a few days ago that I had seen him a couple of years ago on the high wire with Del Bigtree and it was a really good interview it was really interesting and tonight I'm just going to ask some questions about what he does and see what the audience thinks because there's so many things, uh, so many things that people work on to try to lessen the impact of EMF, and I just, uh, you, you see a lot of things that just sound too good to be true. And tonight, who knows? Maybe we find, we find something that finally isn't. Well, I don't know, but I'm very interested. I really am. Tomorrow night is Friday. Matt will be in, as he, I think he is. He hasn't told me otherwise, but it's going to be a good one tomorrow night because I, if we don't have the time tonight, I want to do a really nice, I want to do a really nice update on the whole Ukraine situation because that seems to be doing, uh, I mean, that that's going downhill real fast for the, the, the pro-Ukrainian side of this big lie. It's a deadly lie. There's a lot of people dying. 
but um but you know the the really disturbing part is again that there's the, none of it is being spoken about in fact the lies are just getting bigger and bigger like how the ukrainian the, the nearly non-existent ukrainian air defense systems are are shooting down russian hypersonic missiles that nobody can shoot down um I, I, but they, they keep saying that it's happening. It's uh, it's very weird. So we'll do that, and I have a lot of really fun Friday night things to sit back and laugh at and, and take calls on, and I think that'll be a nice end to the weekend, end to the week, beginning of the weekend. And our May Saturday, our Saturday special for May might be next weekend. I'll let you know about that, but not this Saturday. All right, all right. Well, thank you to my sponsors. That is BlueMonsterPrep.com. Solar power generators. That's what I would say the best thing to look into right now. If you ever wanted to do that for yourself, especially once the way we get into the hot, hot times of the year, that's when the grids are a lot, very overtaxed. And you know what? It's overtaxed because everybody's so damn hot. So why don't you use all of that sun that is tormenting people during the summer? To your advantage and make sure that the sun is always charging a solar powered generator so that you can at least keep the refrigerators on an air conditioner something like that you will be the talk of the town actually nobody will know it's happening because they're silent which is the other good strategic thing you might not get the uh, maybe maybe i don't know what, what the power output is compared to gasoline but you're going to get some functionality out of your house and it's going to be silent so it's not a big, you know, ringing the dinner bell for anybody who uh, who might be looking for a house that has a little bit extra than the others. So check, take a look at that along with everything else. Everybody needs food. Everybody needs water. And plenty of heirloom seeds for your crisis garden as well. So BlueMonsterPrep.com. Use the promo code FRANKLY. And away we go. Again, I just want to tell everybody, June 1st, that is a couple of Thursdays from now, we are going to be starting our spring, our springtime pick for, quite frankly, book club. It's the third book we're going to be reading together this year, and it's Shoeless Joe by W.P. Kinsella. Charlie Robinson is the co-host from the Macroaggressions podcast, and it's going to be a good one. I think this one will be good for the soul. It's a magical story. If you ever watched Field of Dreams, which is what uh, this uh, that movie is based on, it's. It, I, I think that it's a perfect, a perfect summertime story. And go ahead and do it. And if you want to be part of the live sessions, become a sponsor of the show. Which, if you, I would love, love to have you on as a sponsor. All right, here we go. First one up. These. Su- Hold on. Of course. Of course, I didn't put it up. Here it is. Now we go. USA Today, which I, this is written by one Francisco Guzman, but I do think that somebody has to do a little bit of a, a peek into what's going on in USA Today. If you work for USA Today, get in touch with me behind the scenes and let me know how much of USA Today is AI generated. This one is what it is, but remember, I always, from now on, anytime I see USA Today, because of that cluster, huge cluster of gun control, pro-gun control craziness stuff that we saw out that was what was, was like, uh, you know, carbon copied, but just slightly altered to fit each individual region and stuff, 
I think USA Today has completely gone in on AI. That's my my sinking suspicion here. Many probably are, but this is a this is a, a recognizable name. Uh, for the first time, though, Oscar Mayer Wienermobile has a new name. The hot Dog on Wheels debuts the exterior for the summer. It's got a new name. Why is the Wienermobile going to be uh, even this? Why is that being changed? For the first time in nearly 100 years, the iconic Oscar Mayer Wienermobile has a new name, the Frankmobile, the Sons of Bitches. Kraft Heinz Company announced the name during Wednesday to celebrate the brand's 100% beef franks as the company debuts a new recipe. The Wienermobile is a beloved American icon that has been sparking smiles and driving craveability for our iconic delicious wieners for nearly 100 years, the associate uh, brand manager, Stephanie Vance, said in a news release. So, obviously, it needs to change. It, it's like, after you say that, what's what, what can come next other than, and for its 101st year, we're going to be going on a nationwide tour and giving everybody wieners for free. No, we're changing everything that worked and made us iconic. This summer, it's time to highlight another fan favorite, our delicious 100% beef franks. The Wienermobile, a 27-foot-long, 6-ton hot dog on wheels, hit the road in 1936 and became one of the most iconic and noticeable vehicles across the United States. The Frankmobile, which can be seen on the road this summer, will be debuting a new exterior with the all-beef Frank Frankmobile and Please Do Not Lick painted across the vehicle. This is, this is a little, I don't know what to say. I just don't know what to say. Do you know what to say? Do you know what the end game is? As for the drivers behind the wheel, they will be wearing masks. Who were formerly called hot doggers they will now be called the Frankfurters. You know what this is? Fuck. When I was uh, four years old, when I was in pre-K four, it was my birthday, and um, and my father choreographed a dance for all the pre-Kers there for my birthday. It's called the Frankfurter. And I don't know what it could have been like the Hokey Pokey or something, but it's called the Frankfurter. And uh, I don't remember it. But I remember that's what happened. And you know what? A lot of the kids in that class that grew up with me, they were talking about it for years to come because they had such a great time. And now these sons of bitches have gone and ruined my childhood. The Frank Mobile, the Frankfurters. How dare they? I wonder if anybody from my pre-K class is, uh, is actually driving the car. I wonder if somebody from my pre-K class is actually working at the company and this was their idea that would be a full circle story so if you the wienermobile is i'm sorry that's been changed now too all right here's a little something for you from world net daily holy cow biden looks to ban chocolate milk for from elementary schools now it depends on what chocolate milk is being banned i mean there's a lot of crap out there no doubt about it. 
But if you get it straight from the farm, you have something high quality, then uh, chocolate milk is great. Chocolate milk, depending on the chocolate that you're putting in and also where you're getting the milk, is one of the, the greatest, easiest things that you can drink after a hard workout. You get a little bit. I mean, it's it's everything. It really is. It's it's a nice little thing to throw down. It really and I love it. Uh, Aurora drinks a lot of chocolate milk. Well, maybe about a half a glass a day that we get from from the Amish. So it's all raw, and even the chocolate is organic. So it's um it's a, it's a nice treat. That's why she looks like she's five years old. But uh, the U.S. Department of Agriculture is considering prohibiting elementary schools from offering chocolate milk to students in an effort to reduce (coughs) kids' sugar intake. They just care. They love, love us so much. According to the Wall Street Journal, the USDA is weighing a ban on flavored milk, including chocolate and strawberry. Well, strawberry milk. I mean, what? It's just, I mean, the syrups... You think, again, I look at this and I say, okay, yeah, well, take away the, the, the last joys that they have left from what used to be really um, really good school lunches at one point. But, but when you think about the chocolate milks and the strawberry milks and the flavored milks that they have available to them, it, it, it is all just corn syrup and, not, and, and bullshit. I mean, send your go out and get yourself a good chocolate milk from somewhere and send your kids to school with it. If that's the only thing that they, they, that they brown bag it with, put it in a thermos, and there you have it. It probably is better than drinking the stuff that they have bottled up. But, you know, this is just more from an, a, a, a regime. I can't stand saying Joe Biden because he's really a non-factor, but the, the brain trust behind the corpse is really just about, hey, look busy. Look busy. Look busy. Here's another something. Western Journal, I saw this. Zelensky gives highly repulsive gift to Pope Francis. This should offend every Christian. Ukraine's president, Zelensky, met with Pope Francis last week, but now we are learning of the dubious gift the wartime leader bestowed on the pontiff, and it is one that many Catholics have found to be extremely insulting. Zelensky met with Pope Francis on May 13th, and as is the commonplace, the two exchanged gifts that they hoped would be meaningful to one another. For his part, the Pope gave the Ukrainian leader a bronze olive branch as a symbol of peace he hopes will soon return to the people of Ukraine. Not the CIA and Israel have anything to say with it about it. The Catholic Courier reported on Monday, Zelensky also had a gift to deliver. The Ukrainian president reportedly gave the Pope a painting entitled Lost 2258, which is fashioned after a religious icon image of the Virgin Mary holding an infant Christ in her arms. As Catholic Courier describes it, the work commemorates the 243 children who died in the first 58 days of Russia's full-scale invasion February 24th, 2022. It wasn't a full-scale invasion. If it was a full-scale invasion, this would have been over a long time ago, but they've actually, uh, you can tell, they've actually wanted to preserve a lot of the country's infrastructure and kill as little uh, collateral damage, have as little collateral damage as possible. There's no way to have a safe war, you know. I mean, you can ask, uh, ask anybody who's been part of the United States military apparatus for the last 20 years, all the children and women and uh, hospitals and weddings that they bombed in, in the Middle East. No reporting there. But then again, we were the good guys and the bad guys. 
in that that conflict or that series of conflicts. No, how do you even define it? Um, of course, they don't ever acknowledge the children, the many more than 243, though it's not a competition, of course. It's lives lost and it's terrible. The many more than 243 who were slaughtered in the, uh, the, the, the ongoing brutality in those eastern provinces that are now been liberated um, since the, the coup that we were a part of and, and provoked in 2014. So there's, there's so much here, the symbolism, the, the pageantry, and the half stories. It's all limited hangout. So they blotted out the, blotted out the, the baby Jesus in the Virgin Mary's arms. And the Virgin Mary looks terrible. She looks terrible. She's got like five chins. It is a perfect, it's a perfect example of modern art, grotesque modern art. And Jesus has been blotted out, which I don't care what kind of a message you're trying to send. That is, uh, but whatever, I'm sure that the Pope took it and he probably put it up in his, in his bathroom or something like that, because this is the guy who's okay with the Pachamama, uh, being displayed all over the Vatican too. And what, what more can you expect? Well, here's a little something for the audience. I thought that this was incredible. I'm going to read just a little bit of this. And this is the last that we're going to do of the grab bag. Now this Dr. Simon Goddick, PhD in biotechnology, science journalist, polyglot from the spectrum, CEO, sun influencer, or banned from Twitter some of the time, but now he's back. Wait a second. Did si- I think that I interviewed Simon Glott. Did I interview this guy? Is he from Brazil? I think he is. I think that this guy was on, um, was on Dark to Light a couple of months ago. I really do. But anyway, he goes and he did a, a nice little dive into the Krasenstein mutants. And I thought this was really, really fun. Let me read this to you. Hey, Krasenstein and Ed. So Ed and his uh, his brother, Brian. They're like, hello? After taking a deep dive into your Twitter activities, there are puzzling elements that don't seem to add up. Instead of throwing out baseless accusations, here are some questions that might clear the air. Number one, you guys are following a staggering 523,000 and 604,000 accounts on Twitter. Assuming it takes roughly 10 seconds to locate a profile and hit follow button, and you put a solid six hours of doing this every day without a weekend's breaks, you would have to keep this routine going for a full year just to follow this many accounts. Given Twitter's stern stance against most forms of automation or aggressive following and unfollowing behavior, this is the only plausible scenario I can piece together. Does this resonate with you? Of course, of course they've got technology on their side. Of course, most of that stuff is bought. Of course. It seems that Ed Krasenstein's account was formerly Bieber Fan Clubs. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Is it Justin Bieber? That makes a lot of sense with these two weirdos. Bieber fan clubs with 250 followers, 250,000 followers, and and uh, and Brian, his account was Jonas Brothers, oh, with 22,000 followers. Typical. Why did you choose to repurpose these fan accounts into your personal ones? Number three. 
The thread linked here showcases proof that you engaged in buying and selling Twitter accounts and an activity that clearly infringes on Twitter's rules. Despite this evidence, do you continue to refute these claims? Number four, perhaps the most baffling aspect is the attempt to profit from the unfortunate suffering of 150,000 Haitian earthquake victims. Aren't such Facebook scam tactics a violation of basic morality? Per, uh, particularly when you are so vocal about ethical matters here on Twitter. These discrepancies are tough to ignore, and frankly, they are raising more questions than answers. The public deserves an explanation, and it should be uh, especially interesting to hear your responses, considering prominent figures like Elon Musk frequently interact with your tweets, possibly unaware of the sketchy backdrop to your accounts. And they've been flailing since then. And yeah, there's nothing authentic about these guys. And I only bring this up because they came up in conversation when we had Kyle Serafin on um, earlier on in the uh, the week uh, when the confluence came on too. We were talking about the the Durham the Durham report and all the Twitter spaces that pop up on. And the Krasensteins are just let in. They're just let into every last one of them to be the human slide thread distraction evasion. Uh, bots that they are they're not actually real people they should actually be exhibit number one when we do our groundbreaking report on the npc phenomenon i cannot wait to do this this is going to be a this is a big piece that john carroll is working on right now and it's going to be it's going to be something else we have a whole slew of internally generated topics and and uh, articles that we're going to be putting at the forefront of our summer programming and into the fall and it's going to be great but the Krasensteins they're right up in there they are semi-human elements to this and you know they got dragged a little bit but you know how these two these these two kids are uh they're like in the inflatable punching bag clowns you hit them and they bounce right back they get the sand in the base they'll just keep bouncing back they're impervious to any of this stuff have no self-respect either Anyway, that's what we have. We're going to start off now. Thank you guys and gals so much for joining me. I put the live links out across all of our our socials. And when we come back, we're going to set the table for tonight's guest, Corey Hillis. And I hope that you enjoy yourself because I want to hear what you guys think afterwards. Because this is a topic that I'm sure uh, that I know we have we have brought up a lot and discussed. And it is, a, I think, very, very important. So... With that, I'll talk to you in just a bit. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride!
All right. So, ladies and gents, you know, I was reading this, by the way, thank you so much for joining me again. And if you're watching on YouTube and Rumble, please, um, a quick reminder to hit that thumbs up button. Give me the likes. Give me them thumbs. Leave a thumb with me, please. They are very valuable. And I appreciate you. So please hit that thumbs up and hopefully we're able to reintroduce ourselves to some old friends and maybe some new ones too. Now, I saw this one article. I didn't know how we were going to assimilate or you know bring it into the, the fold tonight, which is not a real big... We talk about data collection and DNA. That's all one thing. Uh, but DNA damaging and what the possible effects of being steeped inside of a very, very you know, stuffy environment that is filled with uh, electromagnetic field generating devices all over the place. I guess it's a little bit easier to manage this if you live in a rural area, but then again, what do we see on the news every time that we that we hear about uh, the, the new advancements in 5G or 6G technology? Our cell towers all over the place. Everybody needs cell coverage, but also the satellites, the, the, uh, the, the tens of thousands the tens of thousands of devices that are raining down these things upon us to be able to blanket the earth in some kind of a usable network that uh, that can be tapped into by all types of connected devices. And there we are in the middle of it, just these little organic carbon-based life forms that must have their limits to what this this prolonged exposure could really be. What are those limits? Are there any? That's the big thing that people ask themselves about. Um, a big thing. That's the, the, the most fundamental arguing and sticking point there. Is there something to be worried about? Well, I, um, you know, there's a lot of people trying to vie for our DNA these days. It's at risk in a number of ways, not just those who, according to DNYUZ, which maybe we'll talk about this in the second half, your DNA can now be pulled from thin air. Privacy experts are worried. So I, we have fragments of our DNA just floating around, I guess. Maybe what we breathe, maybe the skin that we shed that we can't see, I don't know. There's some kind of nanotechnology that I'm sure can pick up on the, the comet tail of uh, of us that we leave behind as we walk around Target trying to avoid all the LGBT uh, swimwear. But uh, you think about other, th- other ways where our DNA has become really the focal point of a lot of things these days. The injectables that are designed to commandeer DNA are all the craze. But, not, but one thing that has been worrying people for decades now is electromagnetic fields, EMF. We heard these complaints from people who lived under power lines their whole lives for, I mean, this goes far back before before cell phones. People who lived next to train stations, weird things going on there, the types of issue that uh, early on radio operators, and still now, radio engineers have been known to develop. And it seems that at any given moment, most of us are living our lives in a stuffy, overlapping cloud of fields generated by Wi-Fi, cell towers, all the G's, five, six, seven, eight, nine, satellites, and more. And, um, and this, the questions that are always hotly debated are, does this have any adverse effect on us? And is there a reasonable way to neutralize the chaos in our personal spaces? 
at least when we're home. Is there any way to do that? You know, so I'm pretty excited to pose these questions to a guy who's made it one of his purposes, if it's not his main driving purpose in life, and you, the audience, will be able to judge for yourself. And I want to be crystal clear about something before we bring Corey Hillis on. I do not own any of these devices that we're going to be speaking about tonight, and I am not sponsored or compensated by this guest in any way. And I say that because um, when a guest does come on whose the main attraction is uh, something that they have created and have brought to market that I'm interested in, I don't want it to sound like an infomercial. That's that's number one. Um, I'm genuinely interested in the topic, and anti-EMF devices are always being worked on. We've got clothes that are, are marketed, underwear, paint for the walls, bracelets, Faraday cages of any size. I'm sure there are people out there who sleep in Faraday cages at night. So <clears throat> since that out of the, that's out of the way, Corey Hillis... As I said, I saw him on the high wire years ago, but he's we got connected, and now this is going to be pretty interesting to follow up today. Um, I have this over here. He's the founder of the EMF, of EMF Solutions. The link is in the description of this episode. He's certified EMF specialist and trainer. He holds a number. Let me get this all set up. <clears throat> Uh, he holds a number of holistic practitioner-related trainings and certifications, including quantum reflex analysis, that's QRA, clinical nutrition and weight management consultant, being an advanced trainer for QRA to doctors, chiropractors, and others for years. And he's a principal in, uh, inventor and lead designer of EMF Solutions Incorporated. Corey, are you there? I sure am. How oh, you doing? It's great to have you on, man. How you been? Really great, actually. Oh, good, good. You know, I, I was saying as we were, as I was building up toward bringing you on, when we had talked on the phone and we put together a date for for this broadcast, and then you sent me some of your past your past uh, appearances, and I realized I saw you on with Dell Big Tree a couple of years ago, and I and I'm I'm glad that we, <laughs> that we have crossed paths here. So your story is really uh, interesting. I'd like to start from the beginning. It says you're a certified EMF specialist. Where did you attain a certification like that, and what comes along with it? Like, what does does it enable you to uh, what does it enable you to apply in the real world? Actually, certified EMF specialist. It's a program that EMF Solutions, our company, created. Okay. So we have training programs to train more full-time people to become specialists. We have a certified EMF practitioner training program, and then we have some other smaller uh, training programs for practitioners who are a little less serious but still want to help people and stuff okay so that's so, where that title come from came came from there's no like official organization of ems because <laughs> it's a pretty new topic and field well uh, as far as as far as everybody's awareness of living inside of these networks of emf uh, uh generating devices whether it be wi-fi routers and anything else that's been around for a while uh depending on how sensitive people are i've had number of folks call into this show before to say hey listen a lot of people don't feel this stuff but some of us are so hypersensitive that we can't be we've had to pull children out of out of schools we've had to relocate when cell towers go up near us things like that i know it's real so i guess the real my, my, the big fundamental debate here in your estimation um how does emfs affect the human body and our especially our dna so that's a good way to put it. So usually when you hear the experts talk about EMFs, and I quote, put that in quotes, the experts, 
um, they talk about all the symptoms that happen to people, but everybody doesn't have every symptom. Okay, so we talk about um, we talk about sleep problems, um, we talk about um, fatigue problems, we talk about concentration difficulties, we talk about tumors and cancers, we talk about autism, um, we talk about um, low melatonin production when you're sleeping. The, the, the list goes really long. Oh, I could keep going, um, but the list is really long. Now, when you break it down, those are symptoms that everybody doesn't get. Okay, it's very common to get those, and you don't realize it until you fix the EMFs, and all of a sudden you start sleeping through the night when you haven't in years. You start dreaming like, you know, experts that you've had on your show um, have said, oh my gosh, I'm now dreaming again because they're getting a deeper REM sleep. But what's happening to everybody is everybody's getting DNA damage. And it wasn't till pretty recently, just over a decade ago, when Dr. Martin Paul and some other biochemists and scientists discovered that these EMFs are affecting our calcium channels on our cells. And people are like, what the heck's a calcium channel? Well, it's a little doorway, let's say, on your cell that lets in calcium uh, in and out of the cell. Why is that so important? It's important not just because the calcium itself, but the calcium molecules have two ions. So it's changing that every time that, that comes in the cell or out, you're taking charges in and out of the cell. So the main reason is to change the charge of the cell. Okay, there's other things I'm not gonna you know, explain all this, but when that malfunction happens because of EMS, that says Dr. Martin Paul and a bunch of other smart guys that are biochemists and whatnot are saying that can snowball into these symptoms. And if you don't snowball into you know, worse sleep, worse concentration and all the rest, you are getting DNA damage, you are getting free radical damage, and you are having nitric oxide problems inside of your cells, just to name a few, okay? So that's happening when these, when you have way too much calcium, it's too many positive charges, it's depolarizing your cell, and it snowballs into all of these things. Uh, some cells we found in studies actually reduce the calcium levels. There's five kinds of cal uh, calcium channels in different cells in the body. So it's either malfunctioning where it's getting, it's accepting too much positive charges or not enough so it's becoming too negatively charged. Either way, that's a very important factor of what the, how the cell operates and how the cell does work. Um, do, so. so are any of these doctors, do they work with you on this? Because I, when, when you say, because uh, the fir first thing that pops up for me, Corey, when we talk is you, I say certified EMF specialist, but you created the certification. I, so I, naturally I start wondering, and I'm sure other people at home are too, uh, where did the scientific, uh, the, where did the basis for the science and the understanding of that science uh, come from for you? Was, or were, did you? were you apprenticed to somebody? Did you, did you study under someone uh, like this Dr. Paul? Well, how, how'd that start? <laughs> Okay, so going back, I was very sick almost 18 years ago, very, very sick, and normal Western medicine wasn't helping me, um, or I should say, uh, you know, United States medicine. So I had to go, I had to go anywhere I could. I tried all the holistic stuff I could. I finally found some stuff that worked, got into the business, quit what I was doing, got into the holistic field. On my journey, I worked for a company called Premier Research Labs, okay, and that's a that's a company that has some really state-of-the-art stuff, science in the nutrition field, but they also had products they developed to remediate EMF. So that's where I first got introduced to this stuff. So working at Premier Research Labs, 
we had products that work and we had tests that we could show that they were working to a degree, but I, I realized two things. One is they didn't realize how they, how they were working. They just knew they were. Like so many other companies out there with solutions they're attempting to do, they had products that didn't really, that worked some, but they didn't know why, okay? And that was like kind of wild to me. So when I stopped working, working for them, I became a practitioner myself. And um, so now I'm helping other people and I realize this elephant, this invisible elephant in the room, this EMF thing, if I don't address this on my, on my clients, then I'm gonna have a real hard time getting some of these guys to have improvements that they wanna see and, and address the health challenges that they wanted to address. So I started looking and I started testing and I went from company to company and product to product and I looked at the negative ion stuff and the human wave stuff and the blockers and the you know, all the different methods. I have a video on the nine ways to remediate EMS and I couldn't find anything that worked. Okay, stuff partially worked, didn't work at all and some of the things literally made it worse. I, I couldn't believe it. So I was selling um, a Q-Disc that Premier Research Labs made. They made the best product I could find. Um, and I had to do three of them on a phone or $90 a piece for my poor clients and their phone still wasn't all the way remediated. So I said, this is ridiculous. I gotta try to solve this for my clients. So I started researching and I, I ran across Dr. Martin Paul's research, um, which at first I just used as research. Since then, now we've talked on the phone and now we're, uh, we agree on a lot of stuff. We disagree on a little bit, but we're uh, so much on the same page. So I do have colleagues like this now. But in the beginning, I ran across and I just started looking at all the research articles and figuring out. And I realized that all, although we these guys knew that the ch calcium channels were being affected, still nobody connected the dots. Nobody could figure out how this EMF, this low frequency EMF, is actually opening this calcium channel. There was it was a mystery. So I set out to do it. I'm a Christian guy. I prayed, I studied, I did this for a while. And I believe I got a download. I started testing the theory out and the theory just has worked every single way ever since my discovery. And yes, I use my genius IQ uh, relative who's an electrical engineer to help me. And I have some other help, but um, it was, you know, I almost think it was divine. It was just like, I discovered something that I almost had no business discovering because I wasn't literally in the field. Okay. I have an engineering background in college and whatnot. Um, so I'm that kind of thinker, always been the logical guy, you know, screwing the tests up in, in uh, math class for everybody, but, um, and messing the curve up. But I wasn't literally in the field at the time. Yes, Premier Research Labs. Yes, I have a little bit of background and I had some colleagues, but really, um, it's my studying. Well, with, with Premier, let's talk about Premier because you said that you were with them, and that yeah. uh, out of all the things, because I've seen I've seen all the things being marketed over the years. There's there's a little plastic pendant with a with a, a spiraling thing, a spiraling piece of copper around the neck. There's a you know, I, I've seen I've seen them all. As I said in the beginning, there are are, are are tons yeah tons of things that are are thrown out there and have been marketed. And there's always people that say it it works great. Other people that say this is all a scam. And and I I often wonder. Uh, well, how do you even know what what's going on, and could this all just be, um, you know, the placebo? But you said that you were working with this Premier Labs, and they had something that was really uh, serviceable, but they didn't understand how it worked. And then you said you you put all the the you connected the dots, and you figured out what exactly was the winning solution to uh, to neutralize these these uh, fields. 
I mean, I don't know if some of this is proprietary as to why you're, you you would want to be a little bit more vague about that. But if you can elaborate as to what dots you connected and what the real, where did the rubber meet the road that you found? What made it work that other people could not really uh, uh, hook into? Great question. So before you even talk about a solution, I had to find out what the problem was. Nobody explained the problem. Nobody knew how the EMFs were literally affecting our cells. Okay, we knew somehow they were causing these calcium channel malfunctions, right? And that, according to Dr. Martin Paul and the experts, can lead to all the symptoms. All of them can be explained from that calcium channel malfunction and the DNA damage and nitric oxide problems. So based on that, I was set out to say, well, gosh, nobody can explain to me how this is. What is going on? And I, I realized some wild stuff, and I don't know if it's getting too deep down the rabbit hole. Biologists have over 10,000 studies and papers, and I heard over 20,000, if you count the militaries, that prove that these are harming people. So we know that that's happening. I can go into tests and studies and point to U.S. government studies, European Union studies. I mean, California state government studies, not to mention all the just so many others. So that's beyond proven, and we can go there if you want. Um, but um, let's see, where was I? So nobody could figure out what's the connection. So the biologist said, it's happening, somehow it's damaging us. And, this, and the physicists and the electrical engineers are saying it's impossible because it took us 50 years to discover that an X-ray, which is an EMF, by the way, nuclear power EMF, okay? So it's a very high frequency, many trillions of waves per second. It took us 50 years to discover that that's ionic radiation ripping electrons off of atoms and doing damage to us directly. These EMFs at microwaves, radio waves coming off of your, you know, router, off your cell phone and all the rest, these don't harm us directly. They harm us indirectly a whole different way. And the physicists know this. So the physicists, because they know it's not harming you directly, you take a poll and almost every single one will say, these cannot harm you. I do not believe that the physicists working on Elon Musk's uh, 5G satellites and his rockets to space and his electric cars. I do not think they are literally thinking that these are hurting people. They believe that since it can't directly hurt you, then it doesn't hurt you. But the biologists are saying, no, 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 it is. But nobody had the, the magic formula. So how the heck is this EMF causing a malfunction if it can't directly do it? What's happening? What's the indirect process? So we discovered um, that an EMF once it's absorbed, so let's say there's a cell tower, which literally there's one not too far that way. There's a cell tower, and it's putting radiation in this direction. Some of that radiation, when it's, as it's going through the wall, some of that radiation gets absorbed in the wall. In other words, this photon traveling light speed carrying energy gets absorbed in a, a particle that it's smashed into. Some of it goes through the wall, and it connects to my cell phone, and I can, and I, and I can now use the cell phone connected to the cell tower. The absorbed radiation, okay, turned into a new form of energy. It's not an EMF anymore. The EMF readers won't pick up on that anymore. That causes reactions in our environment. We call it subatomic chaos, okay? It's a shaking and vibrating of molecules. So you know how a microwave oven works. Most people don't know a microwave oven is 2.45 to 2.5 gigahertz or billions of waves per second. That's the same frequency as your router, okay? Your router is a microwave oven without walls on it, okay? Same frequency. Now, how's a microwave heat, heat the food? If you took the walls off a microwave oven, the food would not heat. But because the walls are on, it keeps most of the radiation in, so it keeps bouncing off the walls, 
until it smashes into something, your food, and it shakes and vibrates the molecules. And that shaking and vibrating causes friction. It heats the food. Microwaves aren't magic. You know, it looks like magic when you hit the button and the thing's going around and then it, you know, comes out hot. Well, it's because these microwaves are being absorbed in, shaking and vibrating molecules, causing heat and heating your food. By the way, I don't like to eat microwave food because you're molecularly like destroying the food. Like the vitamins and minerals are all just all jumbled up. You're not getting any nutrition out of it. And I don't know what it could do otherwise, but I don't want to find out. So I haven't microwaved food in like 20 years. But that process of absorbed radiation is what's happening in, in the world now. So you have all these EMFs, let's say microwaves is the most common from all the Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, cell phone towers and all the rest. It's absorbing in your chair, in your house, in your wall, in your bed, all around you, in you. It turns into shaking and vibrating. That shaking and vibrating is giving a, a false message to our calcium channels, okay? Thinking there's a voltage change, which is usually what triggers that calcium channel. Now it's getting this subatomic chaos. It's like a false message. So it goes, oh, I got to open and let more calcium in. So the stuff floating in your blood, it comes in the cell now. Overloading your cell of calcium, and this is how it happens. Now, EMF causes subatomic chaos, causes the shaking and vibrating, causes your calcium channel, causes all the rest. That's kind of like the domino effect. The neat thing is you don't have to block the EMF because the EMF itself isn't causing you the problem. It's the EMF that got absorbed and caused the subatomic chaos. The subatomic chaos is the thing that's causing the problem. So our products ignore the EMF pretty much. We are addressing the thing that happens in the environment we call subatomic chaos. When we address that, then, then theoretically, we can stop all the rest of the dominoes after that. So How do we know we did that? Well, we had independent labs on human cells prove this. So nobody in the world's done what we've done in that respect. And I'm happy to talk about that if you want. That's that. That's, that's, yeah, that's definitely what I want to know about next because. What's that? No, that's definitely what I know. I want to know about next because you know I I think the the um um we with people like yourself uh i've had a number of a number of other guests that come on to talk about electromagnetic frequency and you know how how it even ties into geoengineering and and a lot of things like that so i i think the most dense i when i consider this i often think about first the most densely packed urban locations and i think about how every apartment uh, apartment in one building has their own router every apartment and you know then there's sto the stores and you know everything has its own wi-fi it's all overlapping things like that and then it's almost the same in suburban areas i my my whole neighborhood overlaps if i was in my kitchen and i want to look for a, a wi-fi connection i have i have at least eight i can tap into and uh, we're not it's it's just a suburban area we have the cell phone towers the 5g the starlink satellites but um but uh, because even if uh, these things have their own, uh, if they didn't do any harm on their own, when you think about moderation, the whole whole idea of moderation, combining this bombardment over the, the course of however long you're living around it can't be good. So that's something that we all kind of assume, even though many of us can't explain it in a scientific sense. My whole, my question for you, uh, though, I guess would be, I want to know more, and I know you're getting to that now, about the tests and the results of how can you measure the way it makes the radio waves 
saturate the room uh how to deaden that like, and what are you because you said you're not taking away the emf so obviously i guess you're not creating a a um uh, almost like a dead air like whenever you put your devices on you're not creating a uh, a, a dead zone where you're not able to connect to the internet or anything like that so you're actually able to siphon out what, what needs to be stopped and and everything else the functionality of a fully um internet connected home that does not get interrupted correct so if you did block your emfs and that's the most common way people are trying to get rid of this problem if you did block your emfs you would have no cell phone you would have no wi-fi you have no bluetooth you wouldn't even have am fm radio you would live in the dark ages pretty much so to try to block it for starters is a dumb idea because i like i mean the technology is great i'm not against technology i think it's wonderful that's how we're that's how you have a show right now um so but we need to like protect ourselves from it obviously and uh the reason that's not going to happen in the near future is because the first company that admits like comes out with a product like a cell phone that's already protected which is my ultimate goal and i, and I have a way to get in there but if they did it now the way it is they would have to be admitting that their products are harming people and they'd be open for a class action lawsuit to the whole world so they cannot admit it um so we're just stuck in this rock between this rock and a hard place um where they can just you know you know say well we don't you know there's not enough evidence you know that we know of yet and blah 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 like so that's a whole other thing i can talk about so then as far as the as far as clinical data research and testing what were the findings um and and who did the research for uh, and is there a measurable way to confirm that the devices do what you say they do and it's not a placebo effect on people sure there's uh, lots of ways my favorite way is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of testimonials we get them every week uh, nobody works for our company for very long without um believing through and through that our products are working because they just hear it all the time and the reason you don't you know it's not a placebo is because wives will fix the house without telling the husband suddenly the husband's bragging about how much energy he's got and how great a sleep he gets and how great he feels or some other things i can't talk about medical things when they you know when everybody Understood. talks about medical uh things i'm not going there i have to keep it simple on better sleep more energy you know stuff like that but uh they the testimonials are wild or they fix it and their kids uh, have testimonials um or the ultimate which is our test on human cells that don't really have an opinion right they're just reacting to their environment so the that's the, the one that, that, that's that's the I, one that's the one that is really i think would really do a lot for people is there a place where people can see uh ver, ver, uh verified lab testing of uh, human cells that are in noticeable different shape before and after their uh this technology was in place well different shape is one test we did early on um but the human cell the, what we tested was literally the calcium issue like the root cause of what's going on. So we uh, we found Dr. Vita um, Maziavehi. She's gotten about a dozen studies published in the top journals that there are on cancers and things. I mean, the, the best kind of person you would ever want. Her credentials are amazing. You can look up her uh, information. She's on, I believe, our education tab is a summary of her study uh, summarized and then her name. And, and you can Google her name and you're just like, you know, wow. So she headed the study. She's out of Texas. Uh, she did not believe that EMS were going to hurt anything. She did not believe that our products were going to fix anything. 
Um, but she headed the study anyway, and she did. She tested thousands of cells um, in a neutral environment. Um, then she tested. The first phase was testing thousand, uh, three to four thousand cells. Uh, the calcium levels inside of those cells. Um, it was I forget the exact measurement, but inches from a Wi-Fi router, like six to twelve inches from a Wi-Fi router, I want to say. And she called me, and she couldn't believe the results, and she said. I'm blown away that the cells have gotten two to four times the level of calcium inside these cells from being next to a router compared to the first batches that we test. Um, so she was blown away, but that has been done 20 some times. Dr. Martin Paul has done those kind of studies and 20 other people before uh, us coming along or her. And so that's not new. The new thing is she applied our products to the next, that th these are uh, genetically identical cells when she applied our products, we normalized the calcium levels. We put them back to normal. Okay, thousands of cells. We've done this multiple times. We did it with multiple different kinds of cells in the human body. She now, uh, she'll be happy to tell you and brag about it. She, her whole house is fixed. Her family's fixed. She fixed her kids. She still gets products for us, from us. She's now a believer because the test showed her, like, I was correct, you know, that this is literally affecting our cells in these ways and that our products literally fixed it. This is never been done. Uh, nobody's ever shown that the root cause of how EMFs are affecting us has been solved. And here's the neat thing. So some cells like the L-channel cells, like muscle, heart, um, certain part of your uh, skin cells, brain, I believe. So certain cells with L-channels, um, like muscle cells, the ones that move a lot, they have certain calcium channels and they tend to increase the calcium levels in a very short time. Um, making it called, it's called being depolarized, okay? Messing your charge up that way. Well, we found, I should say Dr. Vita found, because I'm like 2,000 miles from the, the test, testing, she found that breast cells actually reduce the calcium levels by 85%, the opposite direction, okay? There's a different kind of calcium channel in breast cells. So what does that mean medically? I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not going to go there. I, I have lots of research done, but that's not what I talk about. But what I do talk about is when our um, products were put in that situation with breast cells, the calcium levels went back up to normal. So our, our products aren't forcing calcium channels to do this or that. There's drugs that do that, like calcium channel blockers. Um, our, our products are stopping the bad message so that it's going to do whatever it's supposed to do without that bad message. So if the message is like to, to you know, the breast cells like, oh, you know, it's too low a calcium, it's going to come back up to normal, and too high calcium is going to go, come back down to normal. That's awesome. I, I mean, the results could have know, been more. You know, Corey, I, I, I guess the thing that gets me is, and I understand, I understand, and I, I'm really, at this point in the game, where there's been so many people over, over the, uh, over the gen of generations of alternative medicine that actually just used to be the norm before uh, medicine itself was taken over by you know the oil magnates over here in the U.S. There were a lot of people that were working with just common sense and testing things out, and they were getting a lot of really wonderful um, and and hopeful responses out of sick people, um, whether it be cancer or anything else. A lot of that stuff has been. Uh, stuffed away people have been uh, called quacks they have been smeared and all that so I'm always open to people who are not uh, part of you know uh, so-called accredited medical institutions and things like that stumbling upon miraculous technology what I need to understand in some kind of layman's terms uh, that that makes better sense is 
if you have a device like this on, let's say, I've seen, and in the past I have had those little, you know, those, those little sticky gem things that go on the back of your phone. When you talk about a, uh, a, uh, a device that is going to be able to pretty much set up a, a, uh, a barrier or some sort of a protective shield for a human body that is being bombarded, I'm thinking about something that pretty much creates a, I don't know, its own aura around someone. Mm-hmm. How does this, how does one device or another create this aura? And, and st- I, I'm trying to envision the absorbing and the blocking of that one specific thing. Because if it's the EMFs that are, that are triggering these, um, these uh, I, I don't know, the, the, these, these reactions inside the body that cause distress on a cellular level, then, uh, then I would, I'd have to imagine that at least for the, the human being, that there would need to be almost like a dead zone created around them. How, do, how, do you, how would you be able to give the body that time to rest and recuperate without uh, almost shutting it all off? That, that's why friends of mine who have tried to mitigate this problem, they, they, they try to design their bedrooms as almost like a, you know, a, a nighttime Faraday cage. So they had at least seven or eight hours where nothing can penetrate that room with the paint on the walls, the, the curtains, um, they would shut off their router at night, things like that. Uh, so I see that as more, I can see, understand that from a practical standpoint, try to create a Faraday cage out of your, your bedroom or the other way around. But how does this, if you go into the world and you have one of these devices on you, how does it create this aura around them? So yeah, it is proprietary. Um, we give out hints about what we do, but what we do is we test, um, solid materials that are natural, the way we find them in the earth, we don't manipulate them. Um, I believe that the only other kind of technology that theoretically could really fix the subatomic chaos, the shaking and vibrating that we're talking about, and cancel out that message that gets to the cells would be scalar waves, Mm. okay? And I don't use scalar waves for one big reason. Um, I never made a product with it because it's a giant unknown. Um, You know, we started using um, x-rays before we knew a lot about it and people were hurt, scientists were hurting themselves and damaging DNA and dying young and all kinds of stuff. Um, we use microwaves for many years the same way, not knowing that this is, this is causing damage. We know so little about scalar waves, maybe a fraction of what, you know, is to be known. And unfortunately there are a lot of people that say that this is the thing, this is the best EMF to use as a weapon. So I'm really not interested in using something that we know such a little, I don't want to fix a man-made problem with another thing that might be another man-made problem. So I don't, I don't go there because there's a natural solution. So we take literally rocks. Um, I, I don't tell people what the kind of material is, but they could take it to a lab and test it if they want. Um, we have to test um, out of like, if we tested a hundred batches of something, there's going to be like one to 3% of what we use now that literally has the properties that we need that actually remediates EMFs. There's three tests that we do on this called rock. We could use crystals, we could use a lot of different things. Um, I could literally use red jasper tomorrow and change the whole, all the products to red jasper, but it's only gonna be a few percent of red jasper I would have to pick out because we know what we're doing. Um, one of the three tests that we do, they have to be tested and balanced. Um, I show on our website, so if you go to uh, probably the how it works tab, you'll see some of the stuff on our, our experiments that we do. And you also see me sticking 
um, you know, basically rocks in and out of this machine that measures different measurements. If you take like sand from the beach or whatever, or dirt from your backyard, it's gonna measure nothing. You take our special stuff, it's gonna have measurements. I'm not gonna explain what that is, because yes, it's proprietary, but we have found a natural thing that creates a field that cancels out that bad message. And I will tell you one thing to wrap your head around. You mentioned it's hard to wrap your head around like creating this field around you to protect you from the environment. First of all, it's hard to fix a person from the environment around them. So our personal devices are probably like 90, 95% most of the time. It's real hard to get to 100. If I fix your whole house, I can get right on the edge of 100% because I'm fixing like an area. It's much easier to do that because I can fix everything that enters that area uh, and all the devices directly, but that's another story. But here's the neat thing. The subatomic chaos that's created is very small and very subtle. It's like quantum physics, small, tiny stuff. And it's not a strong field at all. It's a very weak, weak, weak field, but it's enough to get to our cells and create a message. And we found that it conducts through solid material. So that bad message hits the end of your desk and it easily you know conducts through that desk onto the other side you're touching the desk it's going right into you and you're getting that it conducts really really well through the hard material like metals okay this bad message from the subatomic chaos that ems creates so if you're attached to metal you got metal in your body heavy metals you got a metal late like rod in your body or a metal plate from like an injury or accident you are way more affected by ems because that's conducting the heck out of the subatomic chaos that EMS creating. And you talk to people that have metal in their body and you'll find out it's not like it was 40 years ago. These people are much more often EMF sensitive and messed up from them and can't be around this stuff. So this is a very small, very subtle message. The, the devices that we carry that creates a field is gonna be almost a million times lighter than a strong like refrigerator magnet. So our field has, it doesn't have to be very strong, which is nice because we're just trying to cancel out a message that this is sending by creating a little bit bigger message to cancel it out, if that makes sense. It, yeah, I, I definitely get the concept, no doubt about it. And you know, I'm, you, when you brought up rocks, I was going to ask you at one point because there was a few people who had, who had asked me and uh, to, to, to pass a, a message to you, but I was already going to ask you, well, does what your, I, what your thoughts on substances like shungite are um, because this is something that has been, of course, the, uh, some people swear by it. They'll 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 use they'll keep these rocks uh, with them for for the, through some really uh, I mean even just like cancer treatments and anything else like they they're very very uh, useful and and they're also culturally significant too. But when you start, of course, when the, the gatekeepers for all of the uh, the the five G technology and Western medicine come on out, they'll tell you anything that is based in anything that they they say they can disperse these waves that are they'll say completely harmless to begin with is all pseudoscience and it's nonsense so what do you think about things like shungite because i have to imagine if you're using rocks in your technology it would be something in in that uh in that family nope not at all so Two things. One is I've never found any kind of material that always works on EMFs. Not shungite, not nothing. Never found it. It's always a small percentage. I found a material that's abundant, that has strong enough fuels that we need, and it has a nut, like a pretty good percentage of it. If we can get 3%, that's a lot. Hmm. It still takes a lot of testing to get our stuff, 
but some things it's it's even much more minuscule than that. Shungite definitely does not always work. I mean, not in the way that any way that I know. So if you go to like a mineral store, a rock store, um, I think there's uh, a lot to the energy of rocks and things, but it's not something you could scientifically measure. None of that stuff is. Um, you can't take a meter and measure any of the stuff that's, you know, there's different, I've gone to those stores and there's like this, this is good for, you know, prosperity and this is good for mood and this is good for EMS and this is good for that. But there's no way to measure any of that stuff. You just got to take somebody's word for it because it got passed down from ancient times. You know what I mean? Um, or maybe super sensitive people can tell you. But I'll tell you scientifically, you put our stuff in, it's measurable what our rocks are doing. Um, so no, I don't find, I've, I've tested, of course I tested all, there's a list of that stuff. What do you, what um, do you, I tested to see if that was going to be better and it was not, and it did not test any better. And therefore I don't think there's any of that material that always works. What do you use to measure? Uh, I guess that that's the, the thing I, I wanted to ask before and I forgot. Uh, is it like a Geiger counter or something like that? Because uh, when you're talking about, um, someone who has a physical turnaround, hey, I've been sleeping great. Hey, that's awesome. Uh, I have been, I feel a lot better. I, you know, there's certain types of ailments that I had that are turning around. Um, th that's always great to hear. But as far as when people want to know what the, um, what the real measurable effects are of a certain uh, device against another device's, uh, you know, what they're emitting. I wonder how you can measure that. Like, what what kind of a what kind of a um, a mechanism are you using to see just how much you have lessened or you have neutralized that bad agent? There is it like a Geiger counter? What, what kind of a, a device do you use to to measure that? So we're talking about two different things. So one is we're measuring our raw material for certain properties that are proprietary. So we're not gonna discuss further like too much. I can give you an analogy about stuff, but I'm not gonna tell you exactly. Um, but so we're measuring raw materials to know that they have the properties to remediate the subatomic chaos when, when we use them in our products, okay? So that's one thing. The, I think you were saying on a different like different way how do we know we're remediating the emf problem yes yeah now, I'm, I'm not asking about you to, to spill the beans on your on your on your technology itself i'm asking about what kind of a device would you use to actually verify that your emf neutralizing devices and all that stuff are actually becoming that barrier or that transformative agent for the emfs that are coming in like, what kind is it like the the ghostbuster the, the ghostbuster uh mm -hmm. you know radar or something like that i want to know how you've measured it mm -hmm. radioactively so that's uh that's the ultimate goal is to make a meter that can be transported into houses and show people the before and after effect um we actually have done work on that i believe that that is a distinct possibility um we have some really cool stuff um let's see if i can uh quickly say so there's one device that measures uh brain waves and frequencies and things like that and um, there's a company that does Faraday cages to try to um, block out all the noise from all the EMFs. And they still have a problem reading the brain waves accurately because they're getting all this other junk from everywhere. Mm -hmm. They put our products on and, it, and got rid of their Faraday cage stuff and now their devices work better. That just happened recently. Um, another neat thing, we have one of our reps. Um, well, I'm not going to give that away. I have to be careful. So I'll, I'll say this: we have we have developed some things 
um, that measure the subatomic chaos. We haven't created the meter. Um, I have two big goals left, and one of my big goals is to finish that project where I can actually create the meter that measures the subatomic chaos, the thing that's really affecting you, not the EMFs. And then when that goes up and down, you can see that the experiments we've done, the 10 experiments plus some counting, like the calcium channels or looking at blood under a microscope or um, heart rate variability or I just can't remember off the top of my head, all the 10 different ways we've shown our products, thermal imaging and so on. All those ways will match up with our subatomic chaos meter and that's coming soon, but not out yet. Well, that's that's that. That'll definitely be a huge, huge uh, a point for a lot of people who are. Because I'll I'll tell you, uh, Corey, there's a lot of people who are concerned about this. And they want to know what they can do. But uh, people like myself, we we've been we've been shown things that look just too good to be true. One day, and when sure. some when somebody carries all the receipts. Uh, they're going to be uh, they're going to be mobbed by people who just want to make sure that uh, the world can go and fry themselves to death if they want. But when they come home, that's going to be their fortress of solitude. Um, I really appreciate the time that you have spent with us tonight. If anybody wants to inquire a little bit more about what you do and and what might be uh, what might be good for them to try on their persons or in their home or just in like one office space or or a, a, a bedroom they can contact you through the website uh, emfsol.com correct okay I got that in the link the link in the description I hope you get a couple of inquiries and and I hope that there's some people in the audience who can become uh, testimonials for the rest of us too is there anything you want to anybody you want to anything you want to leave anybody with because I know you do a lot of media and, uh, and and you're a very busy guy sure you know I've been on Dell Big Tree you know I've been on the five docs you know I've been on Daystar TV a uh, couple of shows you know I've been invited a lot of different shows a lot of I, I can keep going why was I invited on those shows? Why are we growing so rapidly? Because we are. Um, we have no marketing. We don't do like advertising. We don't do these things. We have so many testimonials more than anybody else out there that people talk and they tell their friends, they tell their colleagues. Um, the five docs, you know, I, I've had testimonials from four of them. Okay. We get a testimonial, not every time. Some of our best reps had no testimonials, but then they went to their doctor and they got their blood tested and they saw the before and after and they're like, holy cow, this stuff works and they're now some of our best reps. But we get a testimonial so often. I, I didn't call Daystar, they called me because they had testimonials, literally people that worked there had testimonials. Del Bigtree, uh, I was talking when he was talking um, and he heard so many chiropractors and colleagues that were giving testimonials that he knew. He's like, well, Jesus, this guy must be on to something. This is how we've been spreading. And not only do we have more science to back up what, that our products work than anybody, um, but that's how we're spreading because people are noticing a difference. And since bizarrely, the beginning of the pandemic, uh, EMFs have gotten multiple times worse. My only theory that makes a lot of sense is that that's when the uh, 5G satellites have really exponentially gone crazy and there's thousands of them up there. I call them the cell towers in outer space. They have to be so strong to send a signal from up there all the way to the earth. They gotta be insanely strong and that is now dousing the earth and um, fixable. I totally believe it's fixable. But we've had to make our products four times stronger on the home harmonizer that fixes a house since the three years ago because of something and I believe it's that. Um, 
But because of that, we're getting even more testimonials because more people are getting such a swing from from the horrible onslaught of EMFs they're getting to like almost perfect after our products are like properly in there. So I encourage people to try it. We got 60 day, take the products back for any reason at all because we believe in our stuff and we have very few returns. Well, I cannot wait to, I can't wait to see if anybody bites because that, that'll be, that'll be interesting. I, I may just uh, throw in for one of the chips for the phone. I used to have one of those. Let's see how, how that goes. But I, uh, I'll tell you, Corey, I live right now. I sleep on the first floor under directly underneath the router. And I think about it every night. What the hell am I sleeping under right now? I wish that there was, I, I wish that the, the ceiling was made of lead some nights. Because I just like this is I'm getting fried, aren't I? But uh, it, it was really wonderful to talk to you, and I, I like to keep in touch because I, I want to follow up on this in the future, no doubt about it. Well, we might have to fix your your life and uh, see what happens. Oh, you might fix. be surprised. And for the for the people out there, I say if you go to our website, um, sign up for a free home test. We'll have somebody contact you if they're local. They can drive to your house and sit down with you, test your house. Um, there are ways to test before and after, by the way. It's called muscle testing or applied kinesiology. You can definitely test before and after if we have a rep in your house, and most of them know how to do that. Um, without the meter, we, we definitely can do it that way. Um, but if they are not local, at least they can just take their time and ask you, answer questions for you, if nothing else, and spend a little time with you because it's, it's a complicated subject and people will have questions. But I encourage people to do that. And one last thing I'll sneak in here is one one way you know our product works better than anything else out there is 25% of normal people, when they fix everything, their house, their car, their phone, their, their work, 25% of the time they're going to detox. They're going to feel it. Um, like Herxheimer effects, like if somebody was, you know, going to parasite glands or something like that, they're going to detox. If they have, you know, Lyme disease or some serious autoimmune, 98%, almost 100% chance they're going to detox, and it's not going to be one to three days. It's going to be longer. That means there's a huge amount of energy returned to your body, enough that your body can start flushing junk out um, and doing what it needs. And and you'll never see that with another company. Well, that that uh, like I said before is uh, definitely something that you can you can hang your hat on when somebody says I feel physically different than before and um and if they, if that's working out for people that's wonderful and in in the future we'll we'll tell because i'm sure we'll cross paths again Corey hillis thank you so much for coming on thank you so much too all right take care thank you so much now ladies and gentlemen we are going to take a quick break when we come back i want to hear what you have to say there's a lot of people in this audience who are very interested in this topic um i've owned little tiny personal devices like that in the past i have my own questions and um, and I only ever offer this up to you guys as fodder for conversation. So let's do it. Well, I'll be right back, and the lines will be open. That is 914-200-0269. 914-200-0269. And with that, a quick breather. It's intermission time, folks. Time out. Press the like button. Thank you. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back.
while entering. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. Quite frankly in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly. You going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly, how dare you? So I want to hear from you guys, and and let's open up the let's open up the lines and talk a little bit more about hidden technologies. Or stifled technologies, things that were that were uh, pushed away and and thrown away in the past because it upset the apple cart in some way. The uh, the one hundred mile to a gallon carburetor, the uh, the no more hunger bread, the litany of cancer treatments that were that were locked up and destroyed through lawfare and smearing and the creation of the AMA and the coining of the term quack quackery which was the first conspiracy theorist that was the the AMA's way of telling ordinary people ordinary people like Corey Hillis ordinary people like Corey Hillis who sometimes have an almost artistic knack for piecing together things and figuring out something, figuring out how to solve something that's been bothering society, whether that bother to society had been um, naturally occurring or deliberately kept alive and well for the, um, for the purposes of somebody else's profit. So I don't think anybody out there in this audience would or very not not many people in this audience would say oh everything all the devices that we live around that's not that's not affecting us at all it's that's not affecting us at all we're, we're fine in fact add a few more um radio transmitting emitters somewhere in our neighborhood and the smart meters on the house and all that stuff yeah add a, add a few more we can take it all you know too much water will kill you and i'm not talking about drowning too much water will kill you so how could living inside of this cloud of shit be good? Now, I, un- I also understand, and I'm, I'm, I'm there doing the work for, for both of us, and I can't cover everything, and sometimes I don't think of all the best questions, but I, will, I, I understand if somebody listens to, um, listen to someone like Corey who's out there and really believes in what he has going on for him, and, uh, you know, he, he hasn't created, he hasn't created the meter to measure the effects, the actual radio effects on what's going on inside the house. Um, I mean, that would be really good to hear about. I would love to see some of the blood under the microscopes, the befores and the afters, but then again, if you know that you have been able, unable to sleep for a while, if you have been, I don't know, wrecked in one way or another, 
seemingly on a cellular level and suddenly things have turned around and you've got energy and you've got clarity and you haven't really done anything except put some of these devices in the house then um then there's something and the testimonials are there and i also know that we have a lot of people out there who who got shungite i think i got a little bit over here i think my uh my cousin sherry sent this over to me this little I think there's some copper in this one too. So um, there's a lot to be to be talked about here, and I, I want to hear what you guys think. A little bit off the beaten path tonight, and I like it. All right, first one up is Deborah. What's going on, Deborah? Hey, De- hey, Frank. It's Deb. I I was the one that called in about the five G. Hey, what's going on? To see my daughter. So what do you think about this, Deborah? Because you were, um, yeah, I, I remember about that. You, you went to go visit your daughter. You had a, yeah. just, just to recap for people, I think I remember this call. You went to go visit your daughter. You had an entire month vacation with her that you had that you had set aside, and you could not stay okay. longer than a week because. I, you, not even four days. I literally got there, uh, barely unpacked, and packed up and went home. I had planned this trip from the December before, and um, so anyway, I need to turn this off. I, anyway, um, so what did you think about tonight? So I, I was very excited. I got on his website. I signed up for the home test, except for when your show is on. I have to keep my five uh, G turned off, so I just unplug it. I have the. Um, the Verizon Gateway, I think it's called. So it just plugs in. So I unplug it. I still don't sleep well. Um, so sometimes I come back in, plug you back on, and turn you back on. Well, Deborah, Deborah, here you got to do you got to do this for me because if you signed up for this this home test, then you gotta you gotta observe what is being tested and with what you know. Do they have? Is there like a uh, uh, a, a stick meter or something. And what are they measuring? Because because obviously, if they're testing your home for whether or not you need you need to have some sort of EMF um, bombardment regulated, then there has to be some technology to be able to see that after they put a device in, uh, that it has changed in some way. And that's that's what I was I was really looking for little, uh, very specific pieces of information like that. So and. Uh, yeah. th- that, so, you know, the home test, you, you let me know how that goes if it does happen, because that would be interesting to me. I, I will let you know, definitely. I do did find out something interesting from your show tonight. Uh, I do have, it's like a pacemaker, but it's not a pacemaker. It's for women in the, if they have bladder problems after they've had children. Mm-hmm. And when he said that tonight, I said, oh, my gosh, I am a walking microwave oven. Um, that's got to be the pro- part of the problem because even after I went to the doctor and told them about it, they said, well, you must, your skin must be crawling. I said, it is. I said, because you guys are loaded. I mean, I, you, I can feel it now. Uh, it's not as bad as it was when I was at my daughter's. Okay. But I, I, feel, it all, I feel it all the time. Well, you and know, I, it's it, you, the and, and there, uncomfortable feeling you can possibly imagine. And there's an example, Deborah, and thank you for the call. I want to get a few more, and just please stay in touch with the show, whether don't and, and email especially, because if it comes to where you're trying to get through on the phone to give me an update and it takes months to get through to me, it, please email. But thank you for the call, because Deborah right there, that's an example of someone who is sensitive to that and she knows what she's talking about 
in a way where uh, you, you can't even stay in a certain house that you had set aside a month of vacation to see your daughter and your, your grandchild, and then all of a sudden you're leaving because you can't do it anymore. Whereas the rest of us, where he's, hey, I don't feel anything, but do you really remember what it felt like walking around 15, 20 years ago? Do you really remember? I mean, we all had our, we had cell phones 20 years ago. Do you remember what it felt like when we, we didn't have cell phone towers all over the place because people weren't actually using them, that we didn't have any, any, any use for it? I, I kind of feel like there is an element here of even those of us who are strong enough to be like, no, I'm, I'm feeling fine. No, I'm, I can, you know, I can use the, the Wi-Fi router as a pillow tonight and it's not going to, it's not going to hurt me at all. And perhaps it wouldn't compare to other people, but maybe that just means that your tolerance is a little bit better. Think about the stresses that we live under in a sociopolitical way. Like uh, some people tolerate this better than others. Can you imagine if all that we snap our fingers and all this went away? We would actually be able to see what we were living under and what burden we had been made to to uh, to shoulder. I, 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 it's impossible for us to compare to how we felt 25 years ago. It's impossible. Because it's a feeling that you're not even taking note of back then. Because you couldn't project where we would be today. So uh, let's keep going with that. Uh, what's going on, Jules? Hey, how you doing, Frank? I'm doing well. What are you thinking tonight? Well, I actually had my iPad. I was taking a little bit of a siesta ah. and with, with the cat, and I woke up to your voice and the, the guy you had on. And I did want to tell everybody, um, that if, you, if you do the grounding, which is like walking with bare feet in the grass, that's supposed to make your blood move much quicker like if you can do that, or even if you're just sitting out in the backyard mm. and, um, oh, you know, take you off a speaker. I know you don't like that. Um, like even if you and Lauren and the baby are out back, like sitting there with bare feet and you rub your feet back and forth in the grass for a while, you will feel better. It does do, it oxygenates the blood or something like that. I wish, I wish that you see things like that. I hear about all the time, but I, I, I really wish that somebody can explain, Oh, this is exactly why that is the case. And then when you dig yeah. in, when you dig into the comment section, there's somebody who will give you a little bit more. And then right after them, there's somebody that says it's all bullshit. And, and, and that is, yeah. and that is the gift of living in this time of information, Jules. I know, I know. Yeah, um, my bedroom on the other wall, my neighbor, they have their um, their computer and their router on my bedroom wall. And I'm just like, oh, you know, you can't go over there and go, excuse me, could you turn this off? Mm -hmm. So, I but know. anyway, well, I I just wanted to pass along the uh, the supposed grounding, which is supposed to make, you know, your blood move better. Yeah, I, I, hey, Jules, it's not, I don't, I don't uh, dismiss it at all. In fact, I told Lauren uh, at the end of winter, I said, you know what we got to start doing this year in the morning, especially when with the spring and summer, uh, we, mm -hmm. you, me and the baby, let's just go on the front lawn and, and, uh, and, and ground a little bit and, and, and just start our days off like that. So I. I, I I don't dismiss it at all. I just can't wait yeah. until um, until there is enough interest. You know, you think of all the ridiculous things. Every time uh, I pull up an article from that studyfinds.org, they're always throwing uh -huh. hundreds of thousands of dollars into a study that is so uh. fucking useless. 
And, yep. and I'm just like, can somebody put some interest into figuring out just what the grounding does? And maybe I have to look a little bit deeper, but I wish that there was more public interest for stuff like that. I hear you. I yeah. hear you. Definitely. Well, um, all right. Well, I'll let you move on, and I hope you all have a good night. Thank you, Jules. You're the best. Okay. See you. Bye. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. And here's the other thing here, too. Another reason why I like doing things like tonight, because I'm sure, and it's good that everybody in this in this uh, audience be skeptical. It is good, but it it is also a good way and practice to uh, exercise to keep your sense of wonder about things. Because people like Corey, people like Corey um, can very well be. You don't know where or when. It just time time and uh and um and testing would only see but uh he very well be somebody that is uh that's onto something and you know i don't just like when somebody says oh well here's a person who's making a speech somewhere and let's look into their bio a little bit oh oh a fellow of the wef you know, there are certain reasons, there's certain things that we look at right now where a person goes to a certain college that has gone woke. They uh, deal with some kind of an international, you know, uh, a governing body or an NGO, you know, Open Societies Foundation, a, a journalist from a certain network. And you're like, oh, I can trust this person. Well, if that's the case, then we should actually be more and more interested in regular people like Corey who are not affiliated with any of that stuff, and they're just using their God-given uh, ingenuity and, and, and problem-solving abilities to see if something works. At that point, it's really just a matter of getting enough tests on, no? So um, you just never know. Let's take a call from Sir Fix-A-Lot. Sir Fix-A-Lot, how would you fix this problem? Hey, uh, I just wanted to recommend, I've, I've heard that these uh, EMS filtering devices work best. Hold, hold on, uh, hold on, sir. Am I on speakerphone? No. Okay. Sorry, just a poor phone. Oh, it's okay. Go ahead. Um, I'll make it quick. I was just going to say that I've heard that they work best uh, in conjunction with uh, tanning the perineum. <laughs> is one of the best things to combine the EMS filters with. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, good my, show break. Oh, yeah. That... that... <laughs> That'd be great. You come home, you come home, you, you buy one of Corey's products, and you just get home at night, and uh, and you just you, you put your you put your ass in the air, and you, you stick. That's it. You just point your ass <laughs> point your ass to the device, and everything will be fine. <laughs> Thanks for that, sir. Fix all that. I should have asked Corey. Next time he comes on, in a couple of months, we'll do a, a follow-up, especially if we have a couple of people in the audience who buy, like, a small personal device or something, and they give us a a uh, a review. I would say, how can this enhance perineum tanning, if at all? Michael, you're on the air. Michael. Uh, hi, Frank. How are you? Um, yeah, I actually... Um... Uh, I'm I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I just saw a video. Uh, you know Jeff Berwick. You probably heard of him, right? Jeff, the dollar Jeff. vigilante guy. He's, uh, he's very into um, like uh, these shoes that you can get that um, they're like moccasins and and they ground you when you walk around all the time. And uh, I think he he had a video of 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 you know the company's. Uh, anyway, uh, sort of a, like a demo of it, and it talks about how 
basically you get you pick up electrons from the earth and those electrons you know like charges repel so the the electrons get into your blood cells and they cause your blood cells to repel each other and uh, so I can see how that would work so it's almost like you remember you remember the old um, you remember the old computer screens the were the the screens that had the tubes in them before we went to flat screen they all had the degauss button right so it, it's almost like right. pressing the degauss button on on us then kind of yeah. well yeah but this, this is the electrons and you know it's electromagnetic not um just magnetic but yeah okay well i i don't know anything about those moccasins but i guess that just goes and lends more uh, more credence to the, the, the belief that there is something too grounding that is necessary and should be done more than just once a day. If you're walking around with those things on, I guess you have to be doing that all throughout the day, huh? Yeah. Well, and you have to be not, not like in your house. I think you'd have to be outside. Now, I can remember in the 70s walking around barefoot and, uh, well, I, I can remember when, like, TV stations and, and radio stations would turn off at about, like, 1230. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I wasn't around for that, but I, I heard all the stories of the the American flag, and and uh, and that's it. That's the end of the program yeah. for the evening. Yeah, but I was I was very into radio. I, I'm the one that sent you that uh, that book, the World Radio TV Handbook. Oh yes, I, I have it. I, I'll tell you, I I love those types of things that have been sent to me, and I can't wait to build a proper library in the coming months. Yeah. Thank you for that, Michael. And, uh, and thank you for, for the call. It's, it's good to hear about little things like that. There you go. Moccasins. Um, moccasins. Let's take another call. Uh, let's see. Jeffrey. Jeffrey, what's going on? Hey, this is Joan, actually. Jen? Joan. Joan. Welcome, Joan. Just go ahead. Yes. Is this, is this Frank? Yes, it is. You do sound different on the radio, or like when you're like on YouTube. Anyway, well, I'm sorry. Uh, I wanted I wanted to say we were created from the earth, and earthing really does uh, connect to humanity, all of humanity, since we were, you know, Adam and Eve and the clay, and we were brought forth, and that was our original mother, and so we connect highly with her, and it energizes the body. It just uh, reproduces cells, helps reproduce cells, blood flow, all that. Just earthing's the best thing you can do for yourself. So get out there and do it with your family. <laughs> so so did, did you uh, did you enjoy, did you find tonight's conversations in some way intriguing or uh, something uh, that, that you think that has some merit? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love it when you have holistic shows, like when you talk about uh, natural remedies and stuff like that. And I wish you'd have more speakers on there that brought forth recipes because uh, I do a lot of tinctures from my yard. I make tea uh, out of self-heal. It's excellent. I just pick it from my yard and uh, dry it in the, on a big rack and then make tea all winter long and it's really really good except for you lose a lot of weight on it. That's the only problem. Oh, that's alright. <laughs> some, yeah. some, people, some, people, some people would actually like that, um, uh, Joan. You know, they say, yeah. give, give me that weight loss tea, Joan. Bottle it and send it to me right now. <laughs> but uh, thank you for the call. It's great to hear from you. Oh, absolutely. Take care. Thank you. Take care. You know that what I was also uh, looking for a place to bring it up in this conversation tonight, if it, if I if I had the time, um, was also remember that we had a, a friend of ours come on the show twice, Matteo, Matteo Lundgren, 
who lives in western New York, like way down the line, west New York, and a very, very rural area, and he does Cobb therapy. You remember that? You remember Matteo? It's been at least a year and a half. It feels like that since he's been on. And uh, it's, I think it's CobbTherapy.com. And Cobb is, you know, Joan just mentioned it, coming from the earth and clay. And I think the most, in, uh, the most uh, intriguing thing about everything that Matteo does and helps uh, teach people how to do with, his, uh, with construction and, and being able to source materials to build a home in a sustainable way, but not in a commie way, in a, in a sustainable way, is the, the fact that he thinks about how the energies of the earth and that the uh, you know, parts of what makes us human, DNA, on, even on a, on a genetic, molecular, cellular level, is all part of the materials that make up the earth as well. And to think about making a house out of materials that it actually connects to us on a DNA level. And as he has, as he explained that building houses and structures out of Cobb and other things there and the houses he, he showed us look very, well, fair, fairly modern, but all the paint was, was, uh, was, uh, organically sourced and stuff like that. And he was saying that, uh, this is naturally resilient to things like EMF. That it's hard to even get, um, you know, x-ray through these types of things. So I, I thought that was, that was, uh, that got, that tr- got triggered in me, that memory of our past friends who have come on. We got to bring Mateo back on to see how he's been doing. He's always busy, according to the Cobb Therapy Instagram. Always busy, always helping people out, always doing something new. And it, uh, it made me think about that tonight. It did. But, you know, not many people right now have the opportunity to go out and leave everything behind in whatever suburb or urban area they're in and to jump into the woods and start building their own house. Uh, many can start planning and try to make that a life goal. But for those of us who are in a suburb in one place or another, you got to you pay attention to these these uh, conditions that we live in. Someone like Corey Hillis comes around and makes those claims, and you start thinking, "How oh, is well, you know, who knows if I if I spend three or four hundred dollars and I make my, at least the family room a little bit more safe? Is it? Is it? How do we measure it? What do we feel like down the line? Uh, what is an acceptable cost to try it out? I mean, uh, that those are the real questions, and I I think that we got around to a lot of it tonight. Laura, what's going on? Hi, how are you, Frank? I'm doing all right. How you been? I'm fantastic, thank you. So last time I got a hold of you, I didn't really have much to say, but we were I was listening to you talking about um you know, catching bits and pieces of about uh different things like EMFs I think you were talking about, right? Uh, have you been watching about- the show? Have you been watching the show tonight? Yeah, I have been and uh and I'm doing it on my phone, so then when I make the phone call, it it cuts out. So okay. talking about like different things with um, maybe electronics and things like that, and how it um, affects you. Yes. you know what I mean. Yes, in in the ways that that we so, that in ways, especially ways that people can actually notice. Um, I, I also made the comment that you know, for a lot of us who 
seem seem to not be to- uh, affected at all and seem to be uh, the functioning normally. If we were to compare what we felt as normal function 30 years ago before this kind of uh, this stuff was really prevalent, we, we might think differently about it. So, you know, I, I guess we were just talking a little bit more about the, uh, the, the varying hypersensitivity for certain people around this, these, uh, this technology. Right, and, and, and that's, that's what I'm getting to. It's like I didn't think I was very hypersensitive about this, but for years, like I haven't been able to sleep through the night for years. Now I have kids. They're, they're young adults. I have animals, you know, so I'm always on alert. But I decided I, I wear a smartwatch. You know, I lost weight uh, five years ago. I, I wear this thing religiously to bed. It, it tracks my sleep and this and that. And I was reading all this stuff about the EMS and things like that. So I decided I unplugged my TV and everything in my in my bedroom my wi-fi extender i take my watch off i turn it off i put my phone on do not disturb i keep it away from me this happened about three weeks ago i have never slept so well in years Mm. through the night and even if i do wake up in the middle of the night i'm not anxious and uncomfortable i'm able to get up check the kids check the animals whatever and go back to sleep without an issue and I feel so awesome every day. And I'm, I'm an exerciser. I eat well. I take my vitamins, my supplements, and I have for years. I literally made this change just in my bedroom, and I feel 150 times better. It is absolutely amazing. See, that's uh, and and these are the things I'm talking about. I um, <clears throat> I have no doubt. And thank you for the call, Laura. I have no doubt that people. That our bodies are telling us something very, very um, definitive about the conditions and the environment that we're living in, because people who go out of their way to make sure that there are places they they can go that are actually blocking this stuff from really being at least as intense. There is a a way to actually see that compare that that contrast between what would it be like without it and what it is like every day that we're just shouldering and and uh, and and taking as normal. So um, <clears throat> that's really what. It, so what it comes down to is how do you how do you actually test without going out and trying some products? And if you're trying some products and you feel good, how do you know it's not just a placebo? I mean, there have been cases throughout uh, you know, the very there have been verifiable cases of people who have spontaneously healed themselves from cancer from not doing really anything but concentrating on, you know, trying to create a, a happier biochemistry and placebo. It, it's it, this is it's not I'm just saying it, it has happened. It's not very I don't know how common it is, but it has happened. So if. If the body can overcome cancer without any kind of uh, medical intervention, then couldn't the body somehow repair any kind of damage that a uh, and bombardment of EMF could be doing there? Because who was it was talking about that? I think it was, oh, Jim Lee. I think Jim Lee was talking about things that, that people do to just make sure that for a certain period of time at night, if you're using your devices during the day, but at night shutting power to certain things and leaving only hard line connectivity like your phones and stuff like that and just greatly limiting it while you sleep because while you sleep, that is the main 
time a day that you are are healing that your body tries to heal all the damage done just from walking around and doing your thing the stresses they try to regulate and chill yourself out and if when you go to sleep at night you're still getting bombarded with these radio waves that are uh, you know over prolonged exposure are making some sort of a making healing at least a little bit harder to do then um, that's a problem I can see how that could be a problem where you're losing a very specific period of time that you're that you're supposed to be utilizing for healing and rejuvenation so um, I don't know how the hell people do it but I'm I'm fine with anything that they try to at least let their bedrooms be a safe space uh, from from everything so I never judge anybody if they tell me oh yeah I bought the I bought the lead underwear I bought it all. I bought the curtains. I've got the paint. You know? So, 914-595. Again, I did it. Let's take a really quick break. When we come back, more of your calls. I like this. I like this a lot. BRB. Raindrops are falling on my head. And just like the guy's feet are too big for his bed. Nothing seems to fit. Raindrops are falling on my head and they keep falling. So I just did me some talking to the sun. And I said I didn't like the way he got things done. I regret having gotten the vaccine. <laughs> I really regret having gotten the vaccine. I'm sure it's fine, but I just wish. When the state told me to do something, I'd be the sort of person who said no. But it turns out I'm the sort of person who says, fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what's going on. You're telling me it's important. Okay. I, and all they had to do was say, you won't be allowed to go into pubs for like a month. And I was like, put it in me. <laughs> That's what I'm upset about is that I had a principle temporarily. <laughs> Oh, if I was in Nazi Germany, I would have stood up to the regime. I wouldn't stand up to not being able to go to a pub for a month. I would have been like, Anne Frank, she's in that attic there. I saw her. It doesn't matter what the point of principle was. The point is I would have been a chill. And that I have to live with that for the rest of my three or four more years before I have a heart attack. that commercial break the the little the little break of the 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 guy getting pranked with the uh what are those gigantic fake spider i said that was great i i found i'll tell you what i'm going to start doing and i'm going to save a lot of it for friday night when matt is here but i am going to do best of the reels best of the reels from the week 
because what I find on reels, <laughs> some of them I can't, I can't put up there. I can't put up there. They're just too, they're too um, irreverent and raunchy. But in the reels and the shorts on Instagram and YouTube, I have found things that have made my nights so incredibly happy. The laughter, how funny some people are. And then, and then of course, there's the things that tear your, your damn heart out. Sitting there in my bathroom at uh, 1230 in the morning and I'm just I'm just like addicted to the reels because they're just they get funnier and funnier and I'm sending them as soon as I see them I'm sending them to Matt I'm sending them to Mike Anthony Lauren I, things that I know will hit people differently moonlit Matt I send moonlit Matt a lot of reels um, but I think I'm going to do like the 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 best reels of the week um that are, are fit for air. <laughs> and then, you know, you have a couple of good ones and all of a sudden, all of a sudden you get these, they pop up and it's just this one guy, you, you see a, a little girl on a tricycle and she's pedaling the hardest she can and it has the sentimental music in the background and you know what they're gonna fucking do to you. They're gonna say, one day she's not gonna be this size anymore. One day, uh, one day, she's not. You're, you're not gonna be cleaning up her toys anymore. I get it. They're growing up. Fucking it. Leave me alone already. Want me to break my heart at 12:45 in the morning? Who wants to have their heart broken at 12 in the afternoon? Stop this shit. Let me share a piece of my day that will make you contemplate. Fuck. Get out of here. Stop it. Make me laugh, please. You know, everybody knows knows exactly what I'm talking about. And those are just the sentimental ones that break your heart. Then there's the things that are just that horrify you. And it's really just like playing roulette. 914-595-6953. Ah, I did it again. I'm sorry. The number is on the screen. 914. This is going to listen. It's been a long, long time. I have been putting that number out there for many years. You've got to go easy on me. 914-200-0269. All right, let's take a call. What is going on, Doc Keck? What's going on, Frank? What's going on? Hey, it's good to hear from you. <laughs> Sweet, man. I, 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 got, I got like a little bit of an update for you, boss, man. Go ahead. All right, so today, uh, this morning, I met with the uh, county sheriff um, and also uh, on Tuesday gave a public comment um, based upon an email that I had sent to all of the county commissioners, like in three minutes, really summed it up. So going in there, my man kind of, uh, he kind of gets us confused with another group that's involved with like county and city policing, and he he kind of like breaks down everything to us, what's going on kind of like politically, like, oh man, maybe we can work together. And we kind of kind of like formed an alliance. And at the end, I kind of planted the seed along COVID. He's interested. I sent him an email. So, you know, shots fired. Sheriff mm. on board, brother. That's amazing. <laughs> Dude, now, now listen, I think I had, um, I, ha I got the link of you speaking. Was that how yep. recent? How recent was that? It was a three-minute clip. I was given the timestamp by John Carroll, 
and he said uh, he said listen if you want to take this clip of Doc Keck he was he was just making a, a public statement recently it's only about three minutes long and I passed it along to Cody and Abe on the on the network end of things so they can clip it out and put it somewhere prominent in the after hours programming but I don't uh, when when was that Tuesday Tuesday okay yep. and actually that I did I'll do the three minute clip I did shorten it up it's on my rumble on Doc Keck well, then, so if, then, if you just then, to play then that. E- email it to me, <laughs> and I can at least put it out on the the Telegram and things like that. And then whenever it's in it's in uh, rotation in the after hours, I'll I'll make sure they tell me so I can let everybody know to watch it there too. So weak, yes, sir, absolutely. All right, man. <laughs> well, it's a great. Hey, Many blessings. Keep keep pounding the payment. Hey, hey, before you go, what yep. do you, what do you think about the, the the main topics tonight? About hidden technologies, about what is up for consideration. Uh, um, I mean, uh, EMF and and how to neutralize them, and, and how easy it could be, and or, or or just the the general general feelings about Corey Hillis in, uh, in general. Uh, well, I mean, so Oregon Energy, you know, EMF um, modulation uh, is definitely beneficial, especially if you're living uh, close to power lines. Like they find because of the electromagnetic fields that are produced by them that uh, there are higher currents of cancer. So you definitely uh, want to be um, more attuned to that. And then there's this whole like um, 5G thing, smart meter thing, which is kind of going on. Uh, like there was some success uh, from Cal Washington's in-power movement in Hawaii where they got them removed using notices of liability because it is it does provide a, a physiological effect. Uh, and actually, if you want to nerd out, nerd out a little bit, like the physiological effects are based on the cytoskeleton and the microtubules. Uh, and when you have uh, a single electron can affect uh, its expression and that directly interferes with uh, how genes are translated, how proteins are moved within the cell. And you can have malformations um, uh, and um, what's it called? Uh, abnormal growths, which, you know, technically is cancer just because of uh, of the signals being interfered with. You know, the cytoskeleton itself is, is is a quantum computer, and individual electrons can interfere it. Photons are magnetic particles that will throw an electron off on a 90-degree axis, meaning that it can flip a dipole and cause cancer and a lot of other things uh, down the line. So, uh, I'll tell you, yeah. uh, <laughs> if, if this was part of the presentation, uh, that whole thing, if that was part of the presentation for EMF Soul with Coriel, I, I, I would appreciate it. I, now, I, I understand a little bit more about how it actually starts disrupting and i understand that that chaos he's talking about subatomic chaos and i i can understand the general sense and i i can get what he's talking about and this a little bit this really you know adds a little bit more color and contrast to what that really entails what this does to us on a on a on a molecular that you're talking molecularly at that point but okay so if you were to have a device from corey if you got a device that is supposed to be powerful enough to fit in a room or on your person or whatever, if you were given this and you were going to test it out, aside from how you feel personally from the days before uh, using it and then maybe two or three weeks of consistent use, what would you do to try to measure um, measure what it is doing in a, a radio sense? Like how... How your your room was EMF wise before application of this technology, and then afterwards, do you have any place that you would start off the top of your mind and measuring the the effects? Uh, well, there are EMF 
uh, meters that you can get. So I guess in terms of a direct measurement, if anyone has like an EMF reader, they could take the readings themselves. Uh, in terms of like a subatomic, you know, non-readable sense, though, uh, in, uh, a good test would be uh, a child who's already been diagnosed with like EMF sensitivity and then seeing if they improve, you know, so that's kind of like you, you would have a diagnosis um, related to EMF. You put this device, if that, you know, child or individual improves, then, I mean, I don't know, that, that's a very powerful anecdotal evidence. Well, I guess that that goes right back to the uh, the the greatest the greatest um, piece of pieces of evidence that that Corey brought to the table tonight, and that is a, um, a, a seemingly endless supply of testimonials of those who have had physical turnarounds. Now, as far as how laboratory and other testing goes, I guess that's something that we'll learn down the line. It seems like there's at least one person in the audience who's interested in getting their home tested, and that is one person who is very sensitive to this stuff in the past. So maybe maybe we get to run our own little uh, our own little test on this in the, in the coming weeks and months. That sounds awesome. Yeah, right. and, and if you and if you think that maybe I could help him out, you know, pass my information along. Happy to talk to him. Hey, I, I would love to do that. I, I got to thank you just for adding a little bit of clarity to everything tonight at, already. So thank you for that. Absolutely, many All blessings. Right. All right, take, see you later. All right, eight fifty-two. Eight fifty-two. Let's take a call. Albert Frederick, what do you got to say? Hey, what? I just wanted to follow up with what uh, Doc Tech said a little bit. Can you get a little closer? Get a little close. Hey, get a little closer to the receiver. Yeah. There you yeah, go. I was grabbing another coffee um, while I was listening. Doc Tech rocks. He's he's a wealth of information. But the thing that I wanted to follow up on is if you remember way back in the day um, when I first started talking to you about the five G. Um, pointed at everybody is leaving out that this is an active denial system that was created by DARPA and I already talked to you about the wattage that that these things have that go up that's what I'm being concerned about I mean personally I live in BFE so I don't really have that and going to the fact of what people were talking about or what you're talking about measuring it you can get a Gauss meter online pretty much anywhere you can get inexpensive ones i think i got one that i carry with me because i work on like apartment buildings and stuff like that and i don't want to get dosed literally if i go in in the equipment that i'm working on if i get a reading on there i'm like yeah dude i can't do this for you you know what i'm saying um as far as what it breaks down and everything you know your dna and all that um that's better left to people like you know, Doc Tech and the other guy that we're talking about, but you know, any amount is is too much as as far as I'm concerned. But you know, like I said, what I'm more concerned about is you know the people don't talk about that this 5G was created by DARPA as a weapon system, and uh, I want to make sure that we keep talking about that and that no testing has really been done on it, and. Uh, yeah, there are people that sleep in those little uh, Faraday tents. I think Sean's got one. Anyways, that's pretty much about it. Okay. Well, hey, and and I know you you have been talking about this, those very things, 
four years now because you have been watching and interacting with the show four years so um it when i saw you pop up i said oh okay well this is this is gonna well, be f- remember remember i had uh you know i do the hvac and and i did skydiving and i and i love heights and i was literally going to get into uh changing light bulbs on towers and stuff and that's when i started researching it there's another guy too. I forget. I forget his name, but he's like an old English dude. Um, I'll send you a video on him, and he's been Barry something, um, and he's been doing talks on on the stuff for years and years and years. And and he literally says it just destroys humans. But you know what do we care as long as we get you know quick downloads and all that? Right? I know, man. Hey, listen. <laughs> like I said, as long as I get to flip through those Instagram reels at night until my eyes go crossed, then go go ahead, microwave me. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Have a great evening. All right, bye, Albert. So, all right. So, uh, since we're running out of out of time here, great calls, and I'm glad that it inspired conversation. You just you just never know, and I'm glad that there are people out there like Corey who are giving it. A, a a real real big try, and and we're gonna see. We'll dig we'll we'll dig more into it. I have some super chats I want to get through. Your DNA can now be pulled from thin air. Privacy experts are worried. Guess we won't have time to do that tonight. Uh, Digger's daughter said, "Thanks for more great conversation. This is on Rumble. Wonderful Rumble rants. As much uh, as always, much to wrap my head around." Have you heard of any concerns regarding the solar panels covering houses in the Southwest? Are the solar panels covering houses specifically in the Southwest? I have not heard anything. Um, I don't have any problem with people putting solar panels anywhere on their property to be able to store energy and, and to be a little bit more self-sufficient. I know that, you know, that people will do it to be part of some kind of, you know, because they're like all in on the green movement and uh, one thing or another and whatever. Um, but, you know, uh, solar power is something that I do not fault anybody for jumping in on just to be able to have a backup system that you can manage a little bit more with a truly renewable resource of the sun. But as far as what's going on in the Southwest, you got to let me know. you got to email me if there's something actually going on that I can look into. Cody117 says, I really wish that I would have bought the lead underwear. Maybe then 5G would have not turned me gay. I can't believe it. I am black. I am gay. I am disabled. 5G turned me black, gay, and disabled. That's, um, I had the the triple, the triple whammy. (laughs) Oh, changes. Going through changes. It's like a second puberty. Uber Viking, this is on quite frankly superchat.com, says, Great guest. EMF makes sense. I'm sensitive, though not as bad as some. Growing up on a homestead in the 80s, the most I was exposed to was sunshine and fresh air. Uh, moved to the city, and my ears haven't stopped ringing since. Plus, my migraines got worse. See, that's an example of what I'm talking about with you just don't know how much we've normalized. You say, oh, it doesn't affect me, and I think everything's fine. You just don't know. For example, I live in the suburbs, and there are some really quiet, peaceful days, at least that I think. Because on a quiet, peaceful Sunday, like, for example, some of you who are monthly subscribers to the show, you get exclusive access to the Sunday streams. And on those Sunday streams, especially in the spring and the summer, I sit in the backyard, you hear 
some some birds chirping and things like that and the occasional plane but sometimes there are days where there's a moratorium on the county airport and there are no planes and it's it's pretty quiet but uh then in october we spend about a week in the adirondacks where you go out on the back porch and you can hear a pin drop you can hear a leaf falling from a tree in october just as they're starting to shed and falling on the forest floor the floor of the forest the ground a hundred yards away i'm telling you it sounds like little raindrops you can hear the leaves falling individually and you realize that the hum of i-95 and 287 and just hundreds and hundreds of cars within a two-mile radius that just create this low-level buzz. And then you add the planes, and you add the one thing, or you just, it, it, you just don't understand how much you shoulder until you go to a place where it is just nullified. That's why that, that week in the mountains is indispensable. It's like hitting the DeGauss button. Uper also says, if you haven't read it, please do. Uh, One Second After by William Forston. My mom recommended it to me. It's an accurate account of how quickly society will collapse after an EMP. You think you've thought of everything, but have you? It's chilling. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, yeah, I have not thought of everything. And it doesn't matter. I, I, that would be very concerning for us all. Brian Mullaney says, with all the trans craziness going on, a good movie to show on the network would be the original Ace Ventura. It holds up and is actually kind of based now. God bless. You know, I love that movie. And you're right. I can see it in my mind. It does hold up. That's why Roger Predactor is dead. He found Captain Winky. Dan Schumann says, so why can't we all view the Earth from outer space in real time? Could you contact your good old buddy Elon and get that moving? Yes, maybe we can send some of you up there uh, in a car and just you know, float around in orbit for a little bit with the with the car. Ultra-conservative Franciscan. <laughs> That's just... Uh, Ultra-conservative Franciscan says... Went to Party City and picked up a riot shield today. Now I'm heading home to iron my blue shirt and khakis and listen to Quite Frankly. Happy Friday, everyone. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's great. See, we're already starting. I told you. It, all it would have taken is for Matt to just squeak that out into the public. And no matter how many people stand firm on remaining a frankly, there is going to be a dissenting class that, thinks that we need to go a step further whatever that step further is matt has still not told us what the uh what the chief elements and the 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 tenets of the the order is all about all right uh let's see over on pilled boys blanc thank you m3 meek says frank can we get a mic check on your end first time having an issue on my chat poll says you're a tad low i well, maybe you figured it out since then. Doug Simmy, Sean Joe, Bacon Slut, said, turn volume up, fine, sir. I don't understand. Well, I mean, Foxhole is being rebroadcast by um, Abe. Well, it was supposed to be the Theta as well, but that wasn't even on. I had to start that up 20 minutes ago. 
So maybe it was on that end because I, I've been managing the, the volume. The volume has been normal on my meters, so I don't know. Uh, always the oh way. FYI, the chat has figured it out. Your volume is a foxhole stream problem. All others are five by five. Okay. Jesse, thank you. Rook Castle, thank you. Shungai, uh, Rook Castle says, Shungai is one of the best stones to block electromagnetic fields and purify. Now, as to what degree? I don't know. Uh, Corey seems to think that it's not sufficient and it doesn't block all of them. Or doesn't neutralize all of them. Chai Possum says, so is lead paint will block EMFs? Yeah, we have, imagine that's why they said no more lead paint. Let's go back to lead paint now. After all these years. Porpoiseful, thank you. And Born Deplorable says 914-2000-269. You're not the first person who said that. Lauren actually texted me that too. She said, Frank, 914-2000-269. So we will be, we will be debating how to say this new, I don't know, this new number for years to come. All right, it's Throwback Thursday after this. Oh, one last thing I want to make a request for. Here is a screenshot of Friday Night Show with Matt. And under it is the ca- the the closed captioning. This was right after I made that comment about how pee is stored in the balls. And Matt said, yes, because uh, whenever I pee, my balls just like shrink all the way. And then we started laughing together. I want to encourage everybody out there to make clips of the show and tag me in the Gilded. Tag me in the Gilded or send it to me on, I don't know where, tag me on on Twitter. We don't have a video editing team that is, that is big enough and comprehensive enough to be able just just to cut out all of these wonderful little clips. They can be a couple of minutes long if you think it's a really poignant part of the show or something, but if it's a, you know, a joke or a string of really funny dialogue or whatever the hell it is that really got you rolling, then um then please send it to me. Uh send it to me however the hell you can. Get on the gilded, you can put it into the quite clippy chat room and you can you can tag me. Uh, put it on Twitter and tag me, wherever the hell it is. And I ask you this because, like I said before, we don't have a big enough crew right now. And if you can clip those out and throw it out there, you're going to help us mitigate the loss of so many wonderful moments that will just be, you know, it'll just be lost to antiquity. Because we do a two-hour show every night. These little nuggets are buried into the two-hour show and all over the place. And then the next night is another two-hour show. And you think about all the little gems that are, are there for people to, to, to dig into and experience for years to come. But I would love to be able to repost these and have fun with them and turn them into little, uh, turn them into uh, break videos, our own break videos. So I really encourage you all to be part of the, quite frankly, highlight creating crew. We're going to be doing larger highlight productions with uh, the guys that we have on staff, but I would, I, it would be really awesome if a lot of you out there could be spotters for us, and um, I'd love it. I would love that. All right, so on Throwback Thursday on QuiteFrankly.tv, which is about to start right now, it features White Knights. 
starring Gregory Hines. We're going throw or throwing it back. You've seen the intermission. Now see the real thing. You like that? All right. So quite frankly, TV, settle in for the evening. I'll be in that chat room before you know it to hang out with you. And um, and with that, I want to make sure I didn't miss anything. I have not. We are off for the evening. So thank you for the calls. Thank you again, Corey Hillis, for the the uh, the time. And all of his information is in the description of this episode. Become a sponsor of the show. And I will see you tomorrow night. Bye-bye. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience. And now, the Super Chatters, starting with Youper Viking, Brian Mullaney, Dan Schumann, and ultra-conservative Franciscan. Thank you to my wonderful Rumble Ranters. Who were they again? It is Digger's Daughter, and also Cody117, who has been turned gay. Until tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tonight. Just a little bit of a reminder, a word to the wise, if you will. Do not worry about the worries from yesterday. Leave it in the past. Move forward with confidence because there are so many new things to be experienced today. New joy to be had. So move forward, be strong, and have a great rest of your day. Shut up! Ow.